Greetings and welcome to Sojourn of Souls. Here at Sojourn of Souls, we want to extend our heartfelt welcome to everyone throughout the world. We are delighted to count all of you as part of our company as we trek together in this world so that we can live eternally with God in the next. Just a reminder, if you find that traveling with us is useful, we encourage you to follow us and share our podcast Soldier of Souls with your friends and family. You are our only sales force, so don't be shy about spreading the word. Hi, I'm Tim Vaughn, and in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about one of the most important feast days of the month of September, the Exaltation of the Holy Cross. This feast day can mean many different things to different people. And I'm going to touch on many of those things, but I'm going to actually emphasize one, including the history of this feast day. As I mentioned, the cross means different things to different people. St. Isaac of Syria once said, The cross is the door to mysteries. To this door, the intellect makes entrance into the knowledge of heavenly mysteries. So let us begin today with the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Feast of the Exaltation of the Cross is celebrated every year on the 14th of this September, and it's a major celebration of the church, commemorating the rediscovery of the true cross, the cross used in the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, according to the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of America, in the 20th year of his reign, 326, the Emperor Constantine sent his mother St. Helen to Jerusalem to venerate the holy places and to find the site of the Holy Sepulchre and of the cross. Relying on the oral tradition of the faithful, St. Helen found a precious cross together with the crosses of the two thieves of the crucified Lord. Now, the problem was that Helen had no way of determining which was the cross of Jesus Christ. So, how is this problem solved? With the healing of the dying woman who touched one of the crosses, the Patriarch Marcrinius of Jerusalem identified the true cross of the Christ. St. Helen and a court venerated the precious and life-giving cross along with many others who came to see this great instrument of the cross. 
and this immediately became the object of veneration. At Good Friday, celebration of Jerusalem towards the end of the 4th century, according to the eyewitnesses of the cross, was taken out of the silver container and placed on a table together with the inscription, Pilate ordered place above Jesus' head. Then all the people passed through one by one, all of them bowing down, touching the cross and the inscription, first with their foreheads, then with their eyes, and then after kissing the cross, they're moved on. To this day, Eastern churches, Catholics, and Orthodox alike celebrate the exaltation of the Holy Cross on the September anniversary of the Basilica's dedication. Today, the cross is the universal symbol of the Christian belief. It is seen today as a thing of beauty to be carried in procession or even worn as jewelry. But it was so far as the early Christians, it was a symbol of shame. Even St. Paul calls it a symbol of curse as we read in Galatians 3.13. But today, we recognize that the cross of Christ has become the tree of life. As St. Benedict says, we have been born anew through baptism and restored by the tree of the cross. When Christ provided for us the refuge of his cross, the Lord restored the sting of death which was reigning over us. All right, so that is the history of finding the true cross. But what does this feast day mean for us? I know what it means for me, and I will tell you that. But first of all, September 14th, the day that we venerate the cross, is my birthday. And so that is one of the reasons why this feast day is so important to me. And the more I study it, the more it means to me in terms of my own life. The cross is a reminder of our own calling to bear the cross daily. Our Lord business many times in the Holy Gospel to carry our cross. And he stresses necessity by saying, he who does not carry a cross and follow me is not worthy of me, as he says in Matthew 10, 38. Jesus also states in Matthew 16, verses 24 through 26. Then Jesus says to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and profit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? Good question. What happens if one gives has his whole world and loses life? St. Clement of Alexandria also said, the one who knows God will follow the Lord's footsteps 
bearing the cross of the Savior. Bearing the cross means to separate our souls from the delights and pleasures of this life. If you do this, you will find your life again, resting in the hope of what is to come. Dying to ourselves means being content with the necessities of life. When we want more of these necessities, it's easy to sin. So what does it mean to carry or bear our cross? We are called to embrace the sufferings and trials that come our way to lead us to sainthood. And we don't know when the trials and difficulties will come. Sometimes they just come and slap us right across the face. And we have to remember that these trials and difficulties we face in life are part of God's plan for us so that we can be molded more and more into his likeness every day. And we not, may not see his plan for years to come, but these trials and difficulties may bring joy in our lives from the years that we see later. Some of our daily crosses may be with some difficult relatives or the pressures we face at work or the stress we may have at home or so on. Then some may be major trials such as a loss of a spouse or the loss of a child or a loss of a parent or maybe the loss of a job or the move cross country or the stress of a, of a more important and new job. But in all of these situations, we must patiently carry them and like our Lord Jesus, show love, show mercy and grace and forgiveness in all of those situations. I remember very clearly the loss of my first wife and looking at the ceiling that night and simply saying, God, I am in your hands. And he helped me carry that cross. He helped me make decisions, right or wrong, those few days. I don't know if they were the right decisions, but I know I had to make decisions. And he helped me make those. The important thing is that you pray to God each day to help you carry your cross or crosses each day, and he will help you. Put yourself in his hands and let him carry you. And remember what Jesus says in Mark 14, 36. Abba, Father, all things are possible to you. Take this cup away from me, but not what I will but what you will. He will direct you, direct you in his plan and not yours. Now this leads me to the sign of the cross. As I mentioned in a previous podcast, as I, the first one that I did on prayer, when we make the sign of the cross, we are saying hello to the Blessed Trinity the most supreme being in the entire universe. Thus, we must say it, say it slowly and reverently, and then focus in taking three deep breaths. 
one for each member of the Trinity, so we can be one with them. Then, in being one with them, it becomes a weapon against the evil one. Let St. John Christendom explain. He says, Never leave your house without making the sign of the cross. It will be your staff, a weapon, an impregnable fortress. Neither man nor demon will dare attack you, seeing you covered with such powerful armor. Let this sign teach you that you are a soldier, ready for combat against the demons, ready to fight for the crown of justice. Are you ignorant of what the cross has done? It has vanquished death, destroyed sin, emptied hell, dethroned Satan, restored the universe. Would you then doubt his power? The sign of the cross is powerful. The sign of the cross, done reverently, draws us closer to God. We are then under his protection. Never, ever make the sign of the cross casually without thinking. Always think that you are going to do something Christ-like when you make the sign of the cross. I read an article on goodcatholic.com, which I thought was really interesting about the ancient sign of the cross. The sign of the cross has been around for centuries. It's not something that is very recent. St. Basil, the Great, one of the doctors of the church, stated in the 4th century, said that, that the apostles taught us to mark with the sign of the cross those who put our hope in the Lord, that is, who present themselves for baptism. Initially, the sign of the cross was made with the thumb, usually on the forehead, but sometimes on the lips and the chest. This small sign of the cross was commonly used at the end of the 4th century, and is still used today at every baptism and in the sacraments of baptism, confirmation, and the anointing of the sick. It is also used in marking the forehead with ashes on Ash Wednesday. By the 6th century, people were using the first two fingers held together to make a large sign of the cross, touching the forehead, the chest, and the shoulders. The two fingers symbolized the two natures, divine and human, of Jesus Christ. The use of the three fingers became popular in the ninth century, in which the thumb and the first two fingers were outstretched together to symbolize the Trinity. While making the two fingers were slightly bent, the two natures of Christ have formed a large cross which is still used today in the Eastern churches and where right shoulder is touched before the left. So since the ancient days of the Catholic Christians have been used some form of the sign of the cross. Using the sign of the cross is important when carrying our cross. When we are having a rough time in carrying our cross, let us never forget the power that is the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satan hates this prayer. Paul Thickman, who wrote in the manual for spiritual welfare, wrote, St. Athanasius 
wrote that before the coming of Christ, demonic demons used a, to devise the pagans into worshiping them by obeying their oracles. But now, he observed in the fourth century, since the divine appearance of the word, meaning Jesus Christ, all this deception has come to an end. For by the sign of the cross, if a man will only use this, their deceptions are driven out. I'm going to conclude with the blessing and the sign of the cross from the book of Numbers. This is one of my favorite verses in all of Scripture. May the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord let us put face, shine upon you, and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you kindly and give you peace. Numbers 6, 24, and 26. Don't let your cross be a burden to you. Just pray and ask God for help. He will guide you in the right direction. And simply making a devout sign of the cross will always help you. So we will close with a very powerful prayer called the Hail Mary. And pray to our Blessed Mother that she will help us carry our cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And remember Jesus' words, wide is the road to destruction. And so we remind you to stay on the path, and we ask the St. Raphael, the Archangel of Travelers, God speed you on your sojourn.